Hey, Nikki. Hey, Selena. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Sweet Tea and TV. Hey, y'all. I keep wanting to say, like, the home of... I'm into a cheese. Maybe I'll just change Biscuits. it every time. Yeah. <laughs> the home of bread and butter pickles. I don't know. Well, I better save some, so I have some for yeah. the future. And then one day I'll look back at you, Nikki, and I'll go... How long has this been going on? <laughs> nice, nice. So this week's episode is season five, episode 15. How long has this been going on? The Designing Women Online description of this episode is, the ladies begin to suspect that Julia is living a double life, while Anthony tries to get up the nerve to approach a beautiful sales girl at the bookstore. Air date January 28th, 1991. We're calling this one the sensational sizzling Giselle. Written by Cassandra Clark and Deborah Pearl and directed by David Trainer. So thinking about your general reaction, Selena, what do you have? Meeting Giselle felt akin to meeting the real Dixie Carter for the first time. Oh. And not Julia Sugarbaker. That's my guess. That I think that she is more like what Dixie Carter was like. That's my first general reaction. How about you? I feel like we really let that singing go on for a long time um, in the club. So I wonder what the political stance she's taken recently got her such a long solo. You know, it's interesting that you say that. So I'm going to pause here on the general reactions to just say my reaction to this season so far is that there hasn't been a lot of serious content. Because yeah. I've been even thinking about like, I'm like, am I phoning it in on the extra sugars and the sidebars or right. something? And then I was like, I don't think I am. We've no, not we've taken. We've really had to reach for some of them. Yeah, there hasn't. Or if it has, like, I think the most serious it's gotten, if you wanted to dig deep, is like military spouses or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. We still talked about it, but, you know, I mean, there's. I mean, there's only so much that we can cover. Um, and, you know, so I think that's just, I don't know what she's getting to sing for, honestly. It's not for a progressive rant. Her performance was also very sensual. So I think someone somewhere was getting something out of it. I think she probably is a sensual performer <laughs> because like there's like the cabaret thing, mm -hmm. you know, that is like a passion of hers. And we learned that um, when we covered her in um, An Extra Sugar last season. And then the other thing is, um, remember when we talked about her and Hal Holbrook really early on and there was that anecdote about how laying on pianos that's right she mm -hmm. loved to I think come about in that late. too much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weird random things that pass through my head like an unnatural amount of times is like does my brain need to be checked what's wrong what's wrong why but that feels very Giselle yeah so that's true um I only have one other general reaction which is I got to say that, I mean, not the episode as a whole, but there is something that really resonated with me. And that is needing a vacation from being yourself. Mm. Finding the free spirit within. Kicking up your heels or no heels, rather, <laughs> would be even better. And just being outrageous for a change. And that's what hit me. I have two more general reactions, and one of them is along those lines. Mary Jo said, I guess we do have these expectations of you, that you'll be some kind of paragon of strength and rectitude. But who says a paragon of strength and rectitude can't have fun? And I kept thinking about that in my own personal life, how I struggle so much with, people, with other people's expectations of myself that I think sometimes I forget the person that I actually am. 
and I've sacrificed it in honor of like meeting other people's expectations. Um, we talked about that in the crown episode that you're sort of this combination of eras. And I think me at different points in my life isn't quite the me that I project anymore because I've like buttoned it up. There've been times recently where I thought I'm too old for that. I can't do that. I'm too old. And I think we just let people's expectations of us get us down. Yeah. <laughs> On the note of Mary Jo, <laughs> her wing woman-ness wasn't really my style. She was just like super direct. Oh, uh-huh. She just like walked up and was like, he likes you. Have fun. Yeah. Y'all oh, want to do it? That's horrible. Yeah. It's a little, it was a little strong. That was, it was a little, it's too strong. Yeah. Uh, which also is kind of stray. But what other strays do you have? <laughs> but speaking of that, so at the end of the episode, they're back and sh- and they're at Sugar Bakers and everyone asks Julia to sing one more time. But she says she doesn't have a piano accompaniment. Where's her piano that Suzanne bought her back in season two, episode 12, I'll Be Home for Christmas? She sold it so Suzanne could buy the pearls. Have you not been following along? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> But yeah, so I was like, where did that, where did that piano go? I guess uh, maybe they borrowed it for evening shade. Maybe. What did you have? I mean, I have others, but. Uh, it just gets real straight real fast. Oh, I love it. When the group was waiting for Julia to come back to Sugar Bakers after singing at the club, the still photo of the house looked like it was taken at like dawn or dusk. But it was literally as the group was saying like how late it is. Yeah. So I was just like, where are we in time? Is it first thing in the morning? That's how late it is? Or is it like just about evening time? But that larger thought, where are we in time? Doesn't that also resonate with you a lot? (laughs) What is the color of this room right now? (laughs) Why why are Selena and I sitting here in the dark? What's happened here? Uh, I had a guest star alert. Oh. Patricia Ayami Thompson. She played May, the uh sales girl. She's been in a lot. She was in an episode of Friends and an episode of Seinfeld, for instance. Okay. Do you recognize her? I've seen a lot of Seinfeld. I'd have but to she didn't, like, it. you didn't watch this and think, I know her. I didn't, but okay. I wasn't, I don't know. I, I may have just not been in that mode. It, it was Seinfeld and what else? Friends. I didn't recognize her from Friends either. I like things that I should know. Okay, yeah. I'll probably feel stupid when I look it up, but here, but here we are. Well. Um. So... I think this episode could have really benefited from a Bernice appearance. She could have brought. As could all episodes. Honestly. (laughs) And eventually they will. So there we go. Uh, I thought that she could have really brought a fun layer to the nightclub scene. And then, well, my last stray is about the whole um, hands up routine that Charlene brings up for softer, younger hands. And I'm really about to surprise you here. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, where she's like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think that made sense to the listener? <laughs> <laughs> we both put our hands up in the air. It's supposed to make your hands softer because the blood runs to your butt or something. I don't remember. <laughs> Anyways, I was going to ask, can we sidebar? Oopsies. Yep. It's a sidebar, Selena. Sidebar. She's got a keyboard looking for a reward by digging deep in the obscure. Taking us on a detour. What you got, Selena? In Selena's sidebar. I just always want to take this one on. <laughs> like, and on and on. Because it's such a nice, steady beat. I feel like my heart's just like, yes, this is right. 
This is right. Anyway, so Charlene's new routine inspired me to look into some weird beauty tips. Yes, just please. to see, like, what are we doing? And Snail oil. Boy, maybe. And boy, did I find some interesting beauty secrets celebrities swear to, like kitty litter as exfoliant, toothpaste on zits. That one feels really old school. Ketchup to correct hair color, red wine baths to soften the skin. Just drink the red wine, guys. Just drink the red wine. And taking your own placenta after pregnancy. For the record, these were all tips that the experts said to skip. But experts were all about avocado to condition your hair and beer to remove buildup from it. So write that one down. <laughs> you think I have buildup in my hair, Selena? Everyone. You pointed at me. <laughs> I write that one down. <laughs> I pointed to the screen. <laughs> Where you have a picture of me. I'm going to tell you how long it's been since I've washed my hair, okay? <laughs> so, I'll link to an article on that for anyone who wants more details. But where I thought things got really interesting is looking, delicious maybe even, is when I look back into history. Dangerous maybe. So, according to a Medium article, the Egyptian queen, Nefertiti, as well as Queen Elizabeth the first. let's not get her... Elizabeth's confused. Both loved their makeup. Unfortunately, it was also likely poisoning them. And in Elizabeth's case, is suspected as the cause of her death. Uh-oh. Yep. The Egyptian coal Nefertiti used for her eyeshadow was made from lead. Her lipstick contained Roman manite, a highly toxic plant-derived chemical. Elizabeth used Venetian ceruse, a skin whitener, all over her body and face, apparently to hide really bad smallpox scars and give her porcelain skin. Unfortunately, like Egyptian coal, the stuff was chock full of lead. Then there's Empress Elizabeth of Austria and Marie Antoinette, who relied on food for their beauty rituals. The Empress used crushed strawberry scrub on her face and hands, bathed in warm olive oil. I'm into these. I could do that. That sounds then nice. She also slept in a raw veal-based face mask. I sleep in that too. Lost me. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry for you. Yeah, sorry for me. I'm missing I'm just out. Imagining meat face. <laughs> meat face. Um, Marie Antoinette preferred a face mask made of babies. <laughs> Placenta. Cake. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I said. Baby cake. Baby cake. Come here, baby cakes. Get on my face. Where do you think that saying came from? (laughs) So it consisted of brandy, eggs, milk powder, and lemon. She wore it every night, and in the morning, she washed her face with stewed pigeon water to clean and brighten the skin. Ew. Is pigeon water what it sounds like? I had... So, okay, okay, let me Uh-oh. say that at first I was, like, just picturing live pigeons, just, Being like, kind of, or just, like, maybe they're oh. just, just, you know, taking a little scoot around the water, and then she's like, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> but, yeah, it must be, like, stewed pigeons. Oh. So, I don't. Or pigeon water. Both or Or, like, oh, with poop? PP. Oh. Water, Selena. Well, you I can poop. diarrhea. In, you can poop in water. Anyways, whatever it is, I wouldn't be putting it on my face. And like others of her time, she traced the veins on her skin with a blue pen to, quote, give a translucent appearance and highlight the whiteness of her body. (laughs) Pretty. So I thought I'd round out by sharing a few of my own beauty tips, or as I refer to them usually, dear God, please stop aging me, tips. So 
<clears throat> Nikki, feel free to jump in if you have anything to share, but it's okay if you don't have anything to share at this time. I, I am kind of putting Nikki on the spot here. All right, be very careful, but use a straight pen to remove mascara clumps. Be very, oh. very careful. <laughs> Gold in the, I have put my before. Gold in the corner of your eyes to look more awake. Coconut oil for everything. You can use it as moisturizer in a pinch or to shine up your nails. It and castor oil as a moisturizing mask for your hair. Use it to remove makeup and it's gentle enough for your eyes. And then you can even use it as like a mouth cleanser. For hair, never use shampoo or conditioners with sulfates or parabens. And if you color your hair, wash it with cold water to make the color last longer. Try not to wash your hair daily. Check. Use a satin or silk pillowcase and or hair wrap to keep it fresh in between washes. Skin is essential. Put body lotion on when you get skin. Yes, indeed. I think I'm in skin care. <laughs> but also. You got to cover the bones. <laughs> you really need bones. something to hold the Hold it all together. <laughs> Excuse me. So put body lotion on when you first get out of the shower. Never leave makeup on overnight. From an esthetician, wash your face twice a day with a gentle cleanser, followed by a toner, face and eye serum, and moisturizer with SPF for a day, and wear sunscreen daily on anything exposed to the sun. I really think I know now why I'm tired. <laughs> Just when I thought about all of those different things that I try to do oh, on a regular basis. I thought you were... I still look in the mirror and treated to this. <laughs> thought you were uh poisoning yourself with all of your makeup and products oh maybe your pigeon well, water so that's why i added some on because i was like <laughs> i can't just talk about like pigeon water and blue veins sure <laughs> so yeah. here's some actual legitimate ones you could use the um esthetician told me that you are inclined to think you should wash your face with hot water or warm water because you think it's going to open your pores it removes the layer of moisture on your skin to use really hot water so actually use cool water to wash your face ah yes yes the moist so skin is essential as is the moisture on your skin <laughs> that is true and so that's you talked about moisturizing that's really important for your face she shared that and that sort of surprised me the other thing that i think will surprise those of us who use the apricot scrub in middle school like relentlessly that level of exfoliation <laughs> irritates your skin. It irritates your skin, and if you're acne prone, it will actually encourage acne. Yeah, you really need a gentle exfoliator. Yeah. Um. So that's a good point about the not washing with warm water, which I'm terrible about, by the way. I just love the way it feels. So, same. And well, you're also not supposed to, especially for someone with as sensitive as skin as I have. There, they say like, don't take super hot showers. Yeah. And good luck. I also do that. I'm scalding the skin off or I'm not getting in I burned all. myself today and it felt so good. It's so good. It's just when it gets cold. I just want to be warm. I know. And then you like can't get out. And then you can't. You're like trapped. Yeah. Yeah. It's like half a day passes and you're like, Ugh. I guess I'll just live here now. <laughs> Bring me some clothes because I can't be needed. <laughs> some lotion. <laughs> I need lotion. Skin. The skin is essential. Oh my God. Okay. So Nikki. I also hate the smell of coconut oil. So I've tried oh, using it mm -hmm. as like a, to remove my eye makeup or as a moisturizer. I hate the smell of it. You can use extra virgin olive oil too. It just all just smells all so things. cookery. <laughs> Maybe you could use some chicory. Like I'm being brined or something. Uh, well, that's what was so funny about the olive oil bath oh, or whatever. It, it doesn't sound horrible, except like, what do you dry off with? 
What do you put on afterwards? Or like, what about your belly button? Everything down. Oh. Come on, man. (laughs) I mean, well, maybe she was also wearing a chastity belt. Maybe. And it (laughs) lubricated it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, then it wasn't very helpful, but maybe that's okay. I don't know. No, I no. can't get in the Empress's business. You know what I'm saying? Not ours. No. And no one else could either. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, besides a bad joke, Nikki, what else did you like about this episode that made no sense, but that's okay? What did you like about this episode of Designing Women? Oh, I really love the twist of Anthony's dream girl being rough around the edges. Oh, yeah. um, it sort of feeds into a cut line. There was one cut line where Anthony says... Um, Mary Jo says, sounds like you got it bad. He says, yes, Mary Jo, she's so sophisticated and elegant, eloquent. I keep having these fantasies about us going to the symphonies and foreign film festivals, then afterwards sipping a sniff of Courvoisier while she massages my feet. And it sort of goes on from there. So I loved the twist of Anthony's dream girl being a little rough around the edges in light of what he was expecting of her. He says, Mary Jo, she just burped in my face and said, there's more where that came from. I just thought that was so funny. Um, I also really like Suzanne's comeback when Charlene said, if we all had clones, we could essentially live a life of leisure. And she was basically like, what do you need a clone for to do that? I do that all the time. She also had another good line about her take on preventative care, which is it's just another excuse to get women to take their clothes off. That's true. Uh, Anthony had a line where he said she's right you can't prove anything with a few shreds of totally unsubstantiated circumstantial evidence that's a very popular term i used to hear bandied about in prison <laughs> just like the way he mixes in like prison with like bandied around in prison it's just really funny and then uh, i also wanted to mention he says charlene you think they'd let me bring my vcr to the monastery which tells me he finally got one oh, yeah. after all that back in season five this season episode two when they gave him his dad instead i like that everyone minus julia in this case, not because it's minus Julia, but just like this like idea of going on a mission together. Mm, I think mm-hmm. that's always a fun setup. That Anthony comes in and thinks it's a holdup when everyone is practicing their new beauty tip with their hands <laughs> up in the air. Which it would be a really weird thing to walk into the room and see someone doing. And then everyone's reaction to Julia at the club when they bust her. Like, then we realize at the tail end that Charlie never realized it was Julia. And she's oh. like, you know who she reminds me of? Oh. Or whatever she says. <laughs> Poor Charlie. Is there anything that you didn't like about this episode? The Julia singing. Ah. I just don't like it. It's yeah. so sensual. And it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say something. It just makes me feel things. No. Well, you just feel things, Nikki. You just feel them. But it's just discomfort. Just general discomfort. She had that weird whistling a few episodes back where Anthony was dreaming about her. And to go from that, which is what he was dreaming about her in sort of a sensual way, to this where she is actually sensual. Right. I'm like, poor Anthony. He must be so confused. Do you think that you will have a recurring dream about (laughs) Julia that is a sensual nightmare? Be laying on the piano going, oh, sweet mystery of life. Or not even that, she'll just be like sexually whistling at you. <laughs> She's like. Fun fact, can't she'll, whistle. She'll start uh, whistling whistle while you twerk. <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't, Julia. 
That might be a fun matchup. I don't know. <laughs> what did you not like about this one? Julia singing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if I just started from the beginning? I got so lost in another conversation, I forgot we were talking about dislikes. What did you not like I, in this episode, Selena? Well, I was really liking this rendition of her singing Whistle While You Twerk, <laughs> and so I just forgot. <laughs> And also, where are we? <laughs> I, I think I'm where you were with the last string of episodes when we met and recorded. They're fine. They're fine. And this is fine. The one with the laundry bully, fine. Missing pearls, fine. The most glaring thing I see is we have a Suzanne problem. I've said it before. I'll probably say it again. It's almost impossible right now for me to not see the seams of the show, to see it trying to work around Delta, um, and to see them figure out how to fill the time that we're no longer getting with Suzanne, which reminds me, as we were bouncing down through and we went to Stray Observations, I bounced right into sidebar, and I forgot my Suzanne watch. I was wondering if you had one. Well, I just feel like everyone's clamoring for it now. <laughs> Those who are in the DMs about Pride Prize getting all pushed out by the people clamoring for Selena's Suzanne watch. Selena's Suzanne sightings. So it just seemed to me in this one that Dixie and Delta have the least amount of screen time lately. Um, and I kind of, you know, that if, if I am not just reading that into the situation and I may be, cause that's sort of what the segment is about. What I will say is that that would probably make sense because I think at this point they were probably the most upset with each other, at least based on what I've read, you know, and I think things had really fallen apart between them by this point. Um, it's hard to not again, overread into these plots, but they had that whole thing about her taking breakfast bars out of neighborhood mailboxes, opening Julia's mail. You know, in my mind, it's like the show's perspective is saying Delta is now doing what she wants, no matter what the consequence and everyone else be damned. And like, there's some things that it does feel like a Suzanne that we used to know, but also we're seeing Suzanne less and less. And so... It just doesn't feel the same. Like, oh, Suzanne, it's just starting to lose a little bit of that shine, especially as we continue to sit on the opposite side of the couch from her mm -hmm. and just, you know, she's fading into the distance. Um, so, and that is just my total standout so far. But we're, I will keep an eye out. No one will Stay stop vigilant. me. Stay vigilant. Yes, <laughs> no one will stop me from watching for Suzanne, you know. We're gonna, I'm going to have to work on this one. I've got a hand motion, y'all. She's got, like, goggles or something. Um, the detective work over here. Just really... Suzanne Spyglass. Watching the show. And no one can stop me. No one. <laughs> would you like to rate this one, Nikki? I would. Gold lame pants. Gosh darn it, Nikki. That's two in a row. So when, when our opinions are exactly the same. Is that when we quit? Yeah. Okay. And how many gold lame pants are we talking about here? I give it a four out of five. Hold on. Did you also say secret gold lemonade? No, oh. I did not. Yours is funnier. I'll give you that. Yours is well, funnier. I don't know about that. But if we have both said see, I would just That'd turn this mic off now. <laughs> right. Keep going. I'll be quiet. I give her a... I give her... 
<laughs> I gave her pants. I gave it a four out of five. Gold lame pants. Secret gold lame pants. That scene at the piano bar just went on a smidgen too long for me. <laughs> Lost a whole point on that one. <laughs> I gave it three out of five secret gold lame pants. I won't rehash more than to say, while this one has some fun bits, it was a little meh for me on the whole. I did like being able to imagine living another life. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of sad, too. Panic laughter. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? 90s things? <laughs> I don't have anything. Probably should have the VCR here. Oh, that's a good one. So I had... <laughs> just came up with it. <laughs> just right off the bat. Can't hold a good gal down. So I had the best of Jackie Collins book display, One Life to Live, referenced by Charlene. And this is her mentioning people who have developed a split personality, which also kind of feels like a dated reference. Like that was a thing that was like either part of a TV show or like the the turn in the movie. Oh, uh-huh. It's really that they have a split personality and that's why they murdered the whole family or whatever. Sure. Smoking inside the club. That's pretty 90s. Um, Kim Bassinger, Basinger, Basinger. You'll get there. <laughs> which, one, which one is it? I say Kim Basinger. Okay. I feel like every time I hear it, someone says, says it, it differently. differently. And so it leaves me in this whirlwind. Well, that's why I said you'll land on it eventually. We'll just one of them's probably right. I just call her Kim. That's what I call her. But this does feel like a critical decade in her career. You know, she had just come off Batman at this time. She goes on to do L.A. Confidential in the 90s. I also think she counts as a Southern reference, which I'm going to go ahead and just go straight into my Southern references and say that she was born in Athens, Georgia. That's why I just call her Kim. I don't have to really worry about the last name. In 1989, she and other investors bought 1,751 acres of Brazelton, Georgia. Um, That is out of their 2,000 privately owned acres for $20 million, intending to turn it into a tourist destination in 1995, facing personal bankruptcy, she and her partner sold the land for $4.3 million. And Nikki looks at me as if she doesn't know this. That's like a lot of money. Yeah. But you knew about the land, right? Maybe somewhere in the recesses of my brain. That was like a big deal, I think, for Georgians. And then like the cover, like just this, like a star of that. And you know, you have to remember, this is like pre-Atlanta being like another Hollywood You know, Mm -hmm. like, there weren't famous people coming to Georgia in the 80s. And so someone of that caliber coming here was a huge deal. But when I was looking it up, because I wanted to make sure I had the specifics right. Because it's not like in 89, I was like, I wonder what the news is today, you know. So um, I was looking up because I didn't want to just be, like, ad hoc saying things wrong. That's what I do on the rest of the show. (laughs) But not in references. Never references. (laughs) And, um... Uh, and when I looked this up, there were a lot of stories at that time, too, of people who were just kind of like, seemed like they were in a little bit of limbo because they never really went through with the things that they were going to do. So oh. kind of let read more like a sad story. Thanks for sharing it. <laughs> That's my job. Oh, I don't even get paid for that. Just, <laughs> I just do that. It's just a That's service. Your community service. That's right. Um, I didn't have any um, references that we need to talk about. But did you have Southern references? No. Okay. I have one reference we need to talk Ooh, about. Oh, tell me. Uh, Mary Jo said uh, about Julia after she described her deserted island fantasy. She said something like, you must be feeling your oats or something. Do you know what feeling your oats means? 
Well, I know what sewing them means. Nope, so, not the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say no before I go there. Are the oats related? Yeah. Okay. So but not those oats. Different oats. Oh, so they're... Okay. Just tell me. Apparently, it means energized or emboldened. Um, the I think the origin has something to do with horses, like when they had a belly full of oats. Oh. They were frisky and fun. Okay. Apparently, it is a very popular phrase today in the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, it's a drag race season one reference that took on a life of its own within the community. Hmm. So you might hear it from time to time. Well, there you go. There you go. Now you know. Well, I hope to fill my oats soon. <laughs> It'll happen. You just have to eat some oats first. Oh, I do like Go Bill. <laughs> I do. That's uh, because I'm a fun gal. All right, well. You ready for season five, episode 16? Um, probably. The Emperor's New Nose. We'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage. Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Tea and TV. TikTok Sweet Tea TV Pod. We're on YouTube. You can search Sweet Tea TV or find us at Sweet Tea TV 7371. Our email address is sweetteatvpod at gmail.com, and our website is www.sweetteatv.com. And you can support the show by telling your friends and family about us or rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen, or you can visit the website to find other ways on the Support Us page for supporting us. And then come back Thursday for our Extra Sugar, where we're going to talk about double lives. Yeah, a bit of a potpourri chat, if you will. Potpourri. Talk about some doppelgangers. Doppelgongers? That's how I want to say that word. It sounds nice. <laughs> it sounds nice. Say it. And you know what that means. Selena. What does it mean, Selena? It means we'll see you around the bend. Bye. Or will we?